This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Beauty Now, a weekly podcast that brings you the latest in beauty innovation. Check out our past shows that have included top experts in the world of beauty, including Dr. Paracone on your skin, Dr. Melikin for your breasts, Dr. Toby Mayer on facial implants, Dr. Lou on the lap band, experts on hair, lash, LASIK, lasers, lifts, and more. And in today's economy, we've chosen Dr. George Semmel, a top plastic surgeon in Southern California. He's going to give us his best tips to keeping up your appearance in a tough economy. Welcome, Dr. Semmel, and thanks so much for being with us today. It's good to be here. So what can we do in this economy? Many people are cutting back in beauty treatments. I'm sure many husbands are like, sorry, honey, you're not going to get to get that done. What's your best advice? Well... Before you do anything, first of all, half the population is about 39 or really under 39. And the thing is, they need to do a preventative strategy. And most people want to do a preventative strategy. The time-honored traditional thing is to do a chemical peel. Now, chemical peels come in many flavors. There are home peels. The home peels include resourcenol peels where you get brown and peel in a day or two and you're really very freshened, and you can do a slow lactic peel like twice a week. When you do a lactic peel, you could, go, you could go to your daughter's wedding after doing it 20 minutes later. Your skin is smoother, you're flushed, you look good, and it doesn't make trouble. It is the safest of the lactic peels. So when you call it a peel, a lactic peel, and you can go somewhere 20 minutes later, how does that peel you? It, it actually exfoliates you and smooths the skin. It just doesn't create uh, a lot of visible damage. And uh, it's noticeable. If you try it, you can see and feel the difference. Um, you, do, you, do it, you put it on for about 20 minutes and then wash it off in the shower or, or at the sink, but very, very thoroughly. And it, it just uh, dissolves the outer layer of the skin. The way peels work is by irritating. The way a laser works is by irritating as well. But see, a laser is very hot. They're unpredictable with pigmented skin. They're unpredictable with light skins because there's an atrophy that comes from laser later. Peels have been around since Cleopatra. There were uh, buttermilk baths, which is a type, which is a lactic acid peel, frankly, uh, and they go back into uh, ancient times. So the thing is, you have a, a great safety factor, and you you don't have a healing factor. There are stronger peels that you can use, as I mentioned, that are, that are resorcinol, or that are uh, acetic acid, and um, they 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 are are really much more difficult to deal with. Well, this is kind of confusing. So you're saying that there's lactic acid. How do we differentiate between all these different types of peels? Well, we make a thing called lactic peel. When you go to a doctor for a peel, they will tend to use alpha glycolic acid. Alpha glycolic acid is a short molecule. A short molecule is is unpredictable because you can have a perfect result 10 out of 12 times, and then one time it can go a little deeper because it, it runs a little deeper. The doctor's peel that, that's safe to use is a phenol peel, but that isn't something you would do at home, and that carries a 10-day downtime. And that's a lot to go through. So the thing is, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go through laser because you don't want the late atrophy. The, the heat of the laser will hurt your stem cells. 
You don't want to have a healing factor at all in a bad economy. You don't want to have a healing factor in any economy because you want to do your peel, do it very, very slowly, get your effect over a period of time. What difference would it make if you did a home peel twice a week for four months and got the same result as you had from a peel that you were going to go to a doctor's office and have a week of healing from? Well, I think many women and men are probably going, thank God. I mean, something that you can do at home and not have to go and rely on, on the doctor's treatments, especially now. Well, the thing is that we, we sent it to you in the mail. A, 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 a seven or eight lactic peels would cost you about $50. And you just wow, do them at home right. when you feel like it. I mean, it's a very inexpensive way to go. What else can we do? Well, there's another thing that, that's, that's occurred. Uh, I don't know if you've read the, the, the latest research out of Europe, but the thing is they're talking about changing Botox into a topical. And they're not sure if it's safe, and, and, that's, and Botox is a toxin. But there are analogs of Botox that are really very, very interesting. There's lavender extract. Um, there's uh, bamboo extract. There's GABA. The, the way these work is they, they interrupt the neuromuscular junction, but incompletely, so you still have motion, so you look natural, yet you have smoothing of the wrinkles. The theory is is that you're going to relax the muscular junction, and while the muscular junction is relaxed, you then apply peptides, and the peptides heal the skin. The and so where do we get this? Well, there are a number of GABA products. We make one called Time Lapse Wand and Time Lapse G, but if you, if, you, if you put in GABA onto the Internet, you would find any number of people making them. And some of them are on television. Well, to find a good one, I mean, go to personallifemedia.com, and we're going to link you up with Dr. Semmel's website, which we can get your products, correct? Yes, easily. Right. And there's another There's another trick, too, which is if you, if, you, if you take a protein and put it in the cream, you can fill the lines at the same time that you're relaxing the, the, muscu- the muscular, neuromuscular junction, and that's what time-lapse G does. In order to get somebody to repair their skin, you can't really count on, on their nutrition or what they've been doing. So w- when we made our products, we had a, a very interesting idea. We supplied the neuromuscular junction relaxation. We use more than one uh, uh, active because different people are different. And when you use multiple actives, you can use less of each kind so that there's less risk. Then we give you the raw materials. We give you proline. We give you vitamin C. We give you vitamin A as a retinol. So you have the building blocks in which, in which to, to, to make the collagen that we're stimulating the repair of. We give you uh, uh, proline as well and lysine, which are the building blocks of, of uh, collagen. And then we use a peptide. Uh, dihydroxyproline is the original peptide. We've been using it since 1995. And what that originally was thought to do and does do is it makes collagen 3. Little children heal very well. And they're entirely made of collagen 3 so that they're very, very stretchy. It's like stretched nylon, and they bend and, and, and move in any which way, and they heal without a scar. That's why the cleft lips and palates, are, when they're repaired they're, in the United States, are repaired on very, very young children in order to avoid the scar formation. So that's really a very, very good thing. When you're 18, you almost have no collagen 3. What, what happens then is that by spraying, we make it as a, our first product was a thing called Collagen Stimulator, which had this peptide in it. We, we've since added other peptides and corn-based growth factors because we've kept up with the times. But it was originally a very good product because we, we made it for our surgical practice to spray on fresh wounds so that people would heal without a scar. When you have surgery, it's great to have it, but you don't want to have a story to tell. And so if you spray this on when you're healing, the scar goes away and you don't see it. And it really and we, helps we you. It's a wonderful thing. We have a loyal following since 1995 with this. It's when I first began doing research. 
You know, I was an English major. I went to art school. I am the totally opposite background of somebody who would be knowing basic science and working in a laboratory. <laughs> well, that's good, though, now. So, so and so confusing for all of our listeners, really, to hear about all these different peptides. And... How can I make it less confusing? What would, um, should I sort of summarize it and line it up so it isn't confusing? That would be really great. Okay, look. Chemical peels go back to ancient times. What they do is they irritate the skin, and the skin then heals. They have the advantage of not disturbing the stem cell. When you use phenol in a doctor's office, it only goes so deep so it's safe. The other, the other peels have a less of a margin of safety. There are home peels. A phenol, a phenol peel has one OH group on a benzene ring for the chemist. Resorcinol is related to it. It creates a minor crust, but it only goes so, so, so deep and is safe. If you're going to have a peel at home, there are this, the glycolic series of peels. Of all the glycolic acids, the safest one is lactic acid. Lactic acid can be used at home. You can send it in a jar to somebody who you haven't seen, and if they follow instructions and leave it on for 20 or 30 minutes, it will be okay. Frankly, we've tested it. I mean, I've fallen asleep with it on myself and woken up the next day and have nothing happen. It has a tremendous margin of safety. Slow peeling is like cooking in a crock pot. The food is just as cooked in the morning with a crock pot with slow heat as it would be if it were braised on a, on a grill. If you go slow, you don't have downtime because the cells get to repair themselves in a very slow and methodical way. What people have always done to look young and to keep their skin smooth and to get that little bit of contraction to stimulate the collagen to form is to use chemical peeling. In the modern day, lasers came, but lasers require great skill. They're somewhat unpredictable. They're done by a technician, generally not by a doctor, and the heat is a factor. Boiling water is 100 degrees centigrade. A cool laser is 95 degrees, very close to boiling water. A regular laser is 600 degrees centigrade, so you're depending upon some kind of a cooling system to cool the outer surface of the skin while you're burning the inner surface of the skin. And in the process of this heat, you're destroying the stem cells. A long time ago, when, when, when before fire retardant clothing, when, they were, when burns were more prevalent, when a little child grew hair on the burn, you knew the child would, would heal, and nobody really knew why. When they learned about stem cells, they found that each hair follicle has a stem cell. So when the stem cells appeared, they would grow new skin and do well. If there was no hair, the child would die because they couldn't repair. When you lose your stem cells, with the heat-activated process, you're really doing yourself a disservice because most people have a very good chance of living to be 85 or more. Many are, the people living to be over 100 are uh, an increasing group. And what 40-year-olds what know is that they have the same hopes and desires that they had at 18, and 60-year-olds know that between 18 and 40, I mean, you're more mature, you, your, your goals are more realistic, but you still have the same hopes and desires of a young person. You don't get too old to live, and so you have to preserve yourself over a long period of time. The future is stem cells because stem cells don't require repair instructions. They will, they will do it without instructions. But how, how are these stem cells applied? I mean, are these in the products themselves? Or? Well, we don't, the way you get stem cells in my practice is with a fat transplant. It turns out that fat transplants have the most stem cells of any, of any of other part of the body. When you inject filler into a face, the face looks better. 
When you inject fat into a face, the face lights up and the skin changes. Fat is a permanent thing if it's done correctly. You have to build it up. You have to take the fat very carefully under low pressure. You mustn't handle the fat too much. And then the stem cells go in and they repair the tissue. And so the, the skin smooths out and it stays. I've had fat transplants and lips in since 1989. You know, if they're successful, they're very successful. I want to talk more about this. We're going to talk more about the fat transplants and the stem cells. This is really interesting. We're going to be right back with Dr. George Samo. Hang with us. We're going to thank our sponsors. Listen to Living Dialogues, thought leaders in transforming ourselves and our global community with Duncan Campbell, visionary conversationalist, bringing you the best in new paradigm thinking on personallifemedia.com. I'm Terry Stuck, host of Beauty Now. We're back with Dr. George Semmel. He's telling us what we can do in this economy to keep ourselves looking young and feeling great. Welcome back, Dr. Semmel. It's good to be back. We were just talking about fat injections that contain stem cells. So tell us more about it. So you, how do we do this? You go in. Well, the thing is that the, 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 way, the, the way that you experience aging is that you start to look tired. And that can come from too much sun exposure where sunscreens will help. And if you use sunscreen and you use the right topical peptides and the right topical vitamins, the skin will, the skin will revive. We make a whole line of products for that. You can repair DNA. The way DNA is repaired uh, in that circumstance, say you can, you can take uh, from a, a product derived from plankton, and if a cell has damaged DNA, the cell will die. If, the, if it has one good set of chromosomes, the plankton will come in, the plankton enzyme will come in and cut off the bad chromosomes so that the cell can then repair the other chromosomes and, and you have a whole cell. When cells are badly damaged, that's how skin cancer occurs. That's how keratoses occur. So the thing is that topicals are very, very advanced. And this is short of a stem cell application. The closest to stem cells being injected now are fat transplants. When you begin to, to age, some people get fine lines and some people lose fill. Fat is a very good way to restore fill in a permanent way. The, the, the hyaluronic acid fillers were lumpy. There's a whole new uh, series of fillers coming out that are probably better than hyaluronic acid, and there's a new collagen out that is not terribly expensive. You know, collagen was a good filler. You just had to do it too frequently. But there's one uh, that's coming out that's going to last between six months and a year, depending upon your own metabolism. And but is if this, you do, this product out of Europe? I mean, a lot of times they're ahead of I believe it is out of Europe, yes. It's, it's a European uh-huh. product, but it's, it's just hitting the market here. The, um, but the thing is, from, from the point of view of your own pocketbook, if you do fat, it's once. You, you'll do it again in five years maybe to restore it because you've, you've lost some fat and you've aged more and things have changed. And by keeping the volume up and by keeping your, your skin elastic, say with peptides that, that stimulate uh, collagen 3, there are other peptides that tighten the skin, uh, um, there's a, a product called Argyroline that was in uh, uh, any number of products that will uh, stimulate the, the turnover of collagen, period, just all the collagens, and it causes a tightening of the skin. Well, you're, do, you're telling us that you could come in for fat transplants and, the, and that works, but doesn't that only work in your lips and around your nose? What, what no, the, you, you know, the, the, base place you, the best place you use it is to resuspend the face. You go, see, you, people don't do their lower lids like they used to. 
when, when you take the fat out of lower lids, when you have puffy eyes, uh, it looks very clean, but then when you get old, you get a hollow-eyed look because you lose the fat. So if somebody has a little puff around the eye, now this isn't everybody, you have to have good clinical judgment. I mean, some people need their bags removed, but many people just have like a big trough, like a tear circle, and you fill that in with fat transplants very, very gingerly into the muscle, not under the skin in, the, in lumps, but deep, deep along the bone. And when you do that, you then restore the contour and you're lifting the face. And then you go along the side and then you're restoring the fill of youth. If you look at young people, they have a little bit more fleshy faces than older people do. And so you can restore that fill as you go. You don't have to let it fade. When you do an older person, they're going to look operated if you just lift. And so you need to restore, you need to restore the face with fat. How long does the fat last? I think it lasts forever if it lives. Not every graft is equally successful, but the successful ones go on for long periods of time. What can people do about their hands or chest? You can't inject fat there, can you? Where? In your hands or your chest. That's where a lot of women complain about seeing aging. And I know you could probably peel them, right? Chemical peeling works well for the chest. You can put fat in the hands. You can peel a hand carefully. Do you do that? I do. You do, you stick fat in the hands. Because I've seen actually on one show they were injecting some sort of filler into the hands, which was shocking, actually. Well, if, 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 if you can't wake the dead. There's another way to handle hands entirely. Um, and, and this, of course, is uh, for the appropriate person with appropriate blood tests. When, when, you're, when your upper lids begin to fade, it's your, you're having a change in your estrogen or testosterone, and sometimes hormonal replacement will fix that. With the first jowls at 38, it's failure of growth hormone. And sometimes if you give growth hormone, assuming that you have low blood levels of growth hormone, that will repair that. I went back to school at the University of Barcelona in 2005 to learn very sophisticated anti-aging. That course isn't given anymore, but they were trying to do plastic surgery with hormones because I believe that over time, stem cells, hormones, and topical agents will replace most of plastic surgery in moderately young, young, and early older people. And I think that these, these accoutrements, the, these adjuvants, make the surgery last longer. You don't want to look tight. You want to look believable. See, if you, you, you can go through the side of the ear and tighten the face with almost no scars and not go in the hair and not go behind the ear and, and get a wonderful result. You need to be patient. It's a lot of work, but you can do it. And then if you restore the, the, the mouth and the middle face with fat, so you have the curve of a youthful lip and the fullness of a youthful lip. And I'm not talking about, you know, Hollywood big lips. I'm talking about right. nice, normal lips. People that look normal. Yes, I, I'm a very conservative person. I think that <laughs> is good because you do not want to look like some of these people that are scary. You don't want to look like work. If it looks like you had work done, kill your surgeon. No, I shouldn't say that. Don't exactly. like your surgeon anymore. Well, we know a couple we could kill. No, it's kidding. You need to, you need to, uh, I work in a small building by myself. I'm very cautious. <laughs> and you're I need nice. to be able to go around by myself and be okay. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that if you, if you restore the fullness of the face, and there's a, a fluff to a young face that, that that restores. Now, when you look at somebody 40 and you look at somebody 60 trying to be 40, the difference is in the skin. And that you can do with peeling and product and sun oil. I'm a big believer in peels. I've always loved the product Retin-A, too. I, do, I think it's good when done correctly and alternated with different things. Key word is alternated. Retin-A is good in cycles, every six weeks, every two months, every three months. 
it, it doesn't it doesn't build up collagen the way the newer products do. do. It, it was developed in 1978, I think, at Boston University. I, I can't remember the, the the man who did it. I, I knew him at one time. I just lost the name. But it, it's not. The, it's a very good enduring product. What vitamin A does is it turns over the protein, and small amounts of vitamin A are very very effective. It can be retinol palmitate. It can be it can be retinol. It doesn't matter what type of vitamin A. Small amounts of vitamin A are anti-cancer. Systemically, you want to take vitamin D, probably a couple thousand units a day, because that's very anti-cancer, particularly D3. Can you get that from sun? Uh, well, you need some sun for it, for it to work, yeah. Right, okay. A, a little sun exposure is good. A lot is bad. Right. Um, the, the reason sun is bad right now is because the magnetic field is changing. You know, the poles change every 10,000 years, and, and the North and South Pole are reversing now, and it's going to take another 1,000 or 2,000 years to, to complete. No one's, there hasn't been written history during this before. Well, you're really sharing some really innovative stuff. I mean, this is great, the stem cells. I'm interested in all this stuff. It's really interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad you're having fun. The thing <laughs> is that the magnetic field kept out the radiation, so the radiation that's coming through is much stronger than it used to be. And so the thing is, you need uh, very short exposures to sun, but you need a little sunlight. And the sunscreen helps with the radiation? Uh, it helps. Um, the sunscreen. There's a new one out of Europe that's a little bit better, but a sunscreen should be waterproof. There's not a lot of difference between a 15 and a, and a, and a 90, and a, uh, a 15 sunscreen is 95% effective, like a 50 is like 97% effective. It's the waterproofness that makes the sunscreen effective, and what makes one better than the other is the way is the vehicle and how they apply. They have to apply smoothly and evenly to be effective. There's a whole story with the titaniums and the zincs because, well, although they're reflecting the light out, they think they might be reflecting the light back in as well, and they might they may not be as good as we originally thought they were. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing to do, but there are, there are really good sunscreens coming out. Well, let's recap what you're saying. You're saying that to peel your skin, we can alternate it with different products, which we can go to personallifemedia.com and link to your website. And also, Dr. Pericone has some products out. And I think you really have to research the different products to say to get what exactly you're saying that they have in them. Well, yes, uh, there are a lot of choices. And the thing is, most people, well, we, we, make, we, manu- we, we formulate and manufacture our own stuff. And I answer the phone. <laughs> I mean, I'll talk to you. That's great. And tell you, you know, what's that good. That is really important because I think it's just so confusing. There's so many different products out there today. For example, one one of the key one of the key ingredients that's very interesting is isoflavone. Isoflavone is a soy. Now, systemic soy is probably not as good for you as we thought it was like five or six years ago. But topical isoflavone, both in males and females, will smooth out the skin. And you can see a difference, and it's worth putting in. Now, is that what Prevage has in it? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I think it's, what's it called, Idabone? I, I, it may be a soy product. It, it may be, I don't know if it's an isoflavone. There yeah. are lots of isoflavone. Uh, the, the, other way, the other word for it is, is genistine. They were using it for male prostates for a while, but the thing is, soy takes away the testosterone receptor from the male. It's not really a good thing. Now, do you believe in hormone testing, too, for your patients? Or we how do. do you, I'm glad you brought that up. How do you refer for that? Do you, do you have your own special doctor, or do you do your own blood tests? We do our own blood tests. We have a deal with the lab because it can be very expensive. When you have hormonal testing, you need to ask the lab. 
And one of the things, you not only want to know what the, what the hormones are, but you want to know what the normal hormones are for a young person. It's smart if you're 30 or 40 to go and get baseline hormones and then lock them up in your vault so you know what they should be and know what the normals of the lab were. But you want, see, having hormones isn't enough. They have to be circulatory and free. So the thing is, is that you need to know what your sex hormone binding proteins are or, or your IGF-1 binding proteins are. You only need to run one of them. If your binding proteins are high, then the hormone isn't getting out. The, 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 when people get fat, look, you talk about liposuction and fat. When you do liposuction on somebody, you don't change their numbers. There's this thing called metabolic syndrome that was described certainly in the last five years. And what metabolic syndrome is, is insulin resistance, where you don't respond to insulin. You tend to have high insulin as a result of it. You have low growth hormone. You have high binding protein, so your hormones aren't getting out. And you're fat. If you give somebody like that growth hormone, they begin to get thin. They need to be on a good diet. They need to, to exercise. But, you know, 30% of the people who are fat eat less than the people who are thin. And they say so, and they're, they're, they're p- taking a bad rap. So, wait, how do you take growth hormone? Do you get it injected, or is it that, That's injectable, and right now it's very expensive, but it, it could come down again. I mean, it was inexpensive for a while when they were getting it in from China. Uh, I mean, it's, it's some, a marketplace. It, it will come down again as more people use it. I actually read, though, and t- correct me cause, and, and tell our listeners that growth hormone can cause cancer. Is that true? Yeah. No, no, no. I've been on it since 1990. It does not cause cancer. There isn't an accident on growth hormone that anyone can point to. So, but you, and what you think is we lose growth hormone as we get older and that you replace it and it helps with your anti-aging and stem cells? Absolutely, and you hold the facelift better if you, if you can, and you certainly stay lean and mean. Lean and mean. I just want to be lean, not mean. <laughs> well, lean and mean in, the, in a good sense. Not, I'm you know. You know, <laughs> I'm teasing. In a Shakespearean lean, hungry look sense, not in... But uh, I am really interested in the growth hormones. There's very little known, I think, about it. They were originally tested in Sweden on uh, six or eight old men, 75 years old, not so old by today's standards, but old in 1990. And they gave them pretty high doses of growth hormone, and they became muscular, they became alert, they were uh, pretty active, and then they were on it for six months, and when they took them off it, it all went away after a period of time. But how is this applied? I mean, so do you keep for injections, or, or do they give themselves injections? They give themselves injections. It's based on blood levels. You monitor the blood levels, so you have a normal, a normal blood, uh, blood level for, say, somebody 40. You only replace what you need. You don't do what you don't need. All hormones are safe only if you exercise. Half of any anti-aging strategy is exercise. Right. You just need to get out there and do something, even if it's walking or... Something like that. There's a bit more to it, and that is that it has to be upper body exercise. Conductors live the longest of artistic people. Artistic people live longer than anybody, and that's probably because they don't paint anybody no mind, and they're happy, and they're single, single mind, and they, 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 they do what they need to do. Uh, but the conductors live longest of them because they use their upper bodies, and nobody quite understands what that's about. But upper body exercise seems to have some contribution. Weight training? Yes. Weight Absolutely. It's so Absolutely. crucial to good lucks, I think. Well, the thing is, if, if you have a great diet, and the, the, the secret to a great diet is very simple. It's no sugar or, or, you know, no free sugar. You can have all the complex sugars you want, all the fruit, all the uh, vegetables you want. You should have slow-cooked protein, which we, which we made reference to with the crock pot earlier. Right. And, and exercise and uh, replace your hormones as you need it. You could go forever. Young people don't get sick. Young people don't get cancer. Their hormones are good. When people get sick, things are out of whack. 
And so the theory, though unproven, is that if you have everything corrected, you shouldn't get sick. And what I really like to tell all of our listeners, and I pretty much say it on every show, is go to a specialist, go to a board-certified surgeon in their area, whether it be a derm, plastic surgeon, or I wouldn't go to a dentist for a breast dog. I'm They're doing sure. that in Vegas, I hear. <laughs> they are. I just heard it. So I want to say it on every show in case somebody misses that. Look up the doctor. You can go and check out their credentials. You know, my dentist, who I adore, does fillers. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's true. I, I had a girlfriend call me, and I've said this on another show, and she said, this doctor doesn't believe in endoscopic brow lifts. And I said, well, let's look up his credentials. And it turned out he was like an internist that had taken a cosmetic surgery, you know, weekend course. So, no, he doesn't believe in it because he doesn't know how to do it. That's not what he went to school for, not that he's not a great internist, but... So check out your doctors, and especially when you're dealing with hormones, too. So I think it's all key. We're running out of time. If, listen, Can I add my two I, cents? Yeah, please do. You need, you need to go to somebody who's going to look at you as a whole person. There's this Russian, Russian proverb that says that a shoemaker sees the world as a shoe. You don't want to go to the surgeon for surgery. You want to go to a surgeon who's going to tell you that you should lose weight and not want to operate on you or might offer you some hormones or guide you in the right direction. You don't want to just be harvested. You don't want to send somebody's kids to school. You want to, you want care and be treated like a whole human being. You know what? You said that very well. I'm very impressed. It's so true. I mean, it's so sad when somebody goes in and they weigh 300 pounds and they're going to ask for lipo. That doesn't work. We're out of time. We'll have you back, Dr. Semler. I hope so. so I had a good time. It went very quick. It did go very quick. We're going to definitely have you back. You gave us lots of great advice today. If you'd like to be linked to Dr. Semmel's website, please go to personallifemedia.com. You can get transcripts. If you want to send me an email, email me at teri at personallifemedia.com. And we'll be back next week with more tips. Thanks again, Dr. Semmel. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. It wasn't until I heard you say hello I realized you were a girl I know You look completely different Than you did in 91 A total transformation Come on, admit it You had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get together for some fun? like it since you had a little work done Remember back in school we were drunk and we kissed And I pretended that you didn't exist You were a cute thing but you couldn't be The trophy girl I wanna hang it with me You've gone from plain white bread to a honey bun I think I'd like to have a taste now Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy smoke I noticed you, a damn near choke I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little work done. Had a little work done.
shifting all around the town in your red convertible with the top down. I heard the beauty is only skin deep. They call me shallow cause you're looking mighty sweet. I never fantasized before, but you wouldn't be the one. But now you're in my night and day dream. You're sure amazing since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy cow. It don't matter, wow, look at you now. How'd you like to get together for some fun? I kinda like you since you had a little work done. 